can't really sing. <laughs> la 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 Hello and welcome to the SBNY podcast. I am your host and my name is Peter Kennedy. This podcast is on iTunes and Google Play, which you can find simply by searching Sports Blog New York Podcast or go, or go to sportsblognewyork.com, click on the podcast tab, click any of those articles, and it will, it will lead you in the right direction. And if you like what you have been hearing, please leave a rating and a review, and we appreciate every single listener. Uh, but without further ado, I have a couple guests with me tonight. As you heard earlier in the week, we had a full-fledged Mets preview. Well, today you are here for the fully-fledged Yankees preview, and who better to have than three huge Yankee guys, co-founder Phil DeMeo. What's up, man? How are you doing, Pete? Another co-founder, Joe Calabrese. What's up? What's up? Not a co-founder, but a great man, nonetheless. Mike Palmasano. Hey, Pete. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, I think you got the best one, actually. Last but not least. They happen to be co- sure you had it. They had to be co-founders, but... That's like a fake title. You got great, great <laughs> man, nonetheless. That's it. That's number one. That's uh, number one in my book, too. Number one. But before we get into the Yankees, because obviously we're going to spend this entire podcast covering the Yankees, top to bottom, infield, outfield, pitchers, the whole nine... We did the Mets preview earlier in the week, and we had our boy Joe Staubach on here. He wrote a nice preview on SportsBlogNewYork.com, which you can find. Uh, And he made some calls regarding the Mets, their lineup, Uh, one regarding Wilmer Flores. He said against lefties, he thinks he should be and will be in the cleanup spot. And just last night on Thursday evening, Wilmer Flores, against a lefty, gets put in the cleanup spot. And what does he do? Huge two-run home run in the latter innings of the game. And to Tespis, Tespis singled. You know, Dean Roma Flores don't give him much uh, backup, but hey, Joe was right. Two-run home run. Throw the game open. And Phil, you could even shout out one of your buddies. I know he was giving a lot of crap yeah. to, to you and in your group chat talking how uh, Jay, Bru- Jay Bruce yeah. should get the reward of getting a home run My yesterday. Friend, John was saying, went off on saying how Terry Collins always messes with the lineup, which is probably true. You know, like every lineup's different to him. How Jay Bruce homered the, the, the game before. How now he put him in the seventh hole, put him in because of lefty. But he said, "Hey, you never won the guy with the home run." He he kind of bitched about Wilmer Flores batting fourth, and what did Wilmer Flores do? We heard him to uh, home run over the fence. Yeah, right over the fence. Wilmer Flores batted three forty against lefties last year, and then as of uh, his last home run in the seventh inning, he's probably had one more at bat. He had one more at bat in the game. He's hit twelve home runs in his last 104 at-bats against lefties. So he obviously is crushing lefties right now. That's about eight or nine at-bats a home a home run. So pretty impressive stuff out of Wilmer Flores there. And good stuff out of Joe Staubach, our yep. Mets guy, who did a good job crushing the preview uh, on sportsblognewyork.com as well as on the preview, which is on iTunes, Google Play. You know all that already. But now it's time for the Yankees. And I got three big Yankee guys here with me. The team of New York. Still the team of New York. Uh, Don't dep- forget that, Pete. It depends how you look at it. And I'm glad you brought that up because Alec is uh, the go guy. Let's go right at it. Let's go right at it. Let's go at it because my friend Alec texted me. You guys hear him on the podcast. He's on us with on Monday mornings. He texted me. Noah Syndergaard said that the Mets are the team in New York City. What is he saying? The Yankees are, will, and always will be the team in New York City. And I said, technically, Noah Syndergaard's not wrong. The latest poll did say that the Mets are 45 to 43 percentage-wise. Okay. Above as fans in New York City. One, we called out uh, bandwagon fans. And two, you have to win a World Series first to even claim that title. Where is the source? Uh, it's on 538.com. That's fake. It's on That's fake news. That's fake news. There's a 95% chance to win the um, presidency, so fake news. All right, wait, hold on. Fake news. Joe Calabrese. <laughs> yeah, I'm going straight at you then. Sure. Where do you work? <laughs> Oh, now we're going to get real personal right where's now. Your, where's your day job at? My day job, I, I work for CBS Sports right now. On CBSSports.com, published the same exact numbers with I, the same exact poll. You're really going to put me on the spot here. Because it's not fake news. That is I the most recent poll. I can't talk about my employer. That's, I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to so make you do that. disrespectful. But I'm just telling you, it's not fake news. Now, granted, breaking all... You, breaking, you, really, you really let the cat out of the bag there. Breaking and news. you said it before on the Breaking podcast. news, real news. This might be our last podcast. <laughs> Donald Trump... Um, air raid, he bombs the Syrian air base. So, if you're listening to tomorrow morning, it's a good thing. We're still, we're still here. Oh, uh, wow. That is news <laughs> that we don't... We don't cover, but just I wanted to get it out We there. specifically do not cover that stuff on this podcast. <laughs> we're the podcast of the people. I'm going to give them what they want. And we have no choice. Our eyes are on the TV. Yeah. We all get the update on our phone. It popped up on the TV behind us. 
And that is uh, pretty crazy stuff, but uh, I don't think it's our place. Yeah, no, pretty crazy news is how you think the Mets are the team in New York, right? And I got to I gotta <laughs> bring it down. I had to sidetrack it. Just a world <laughs> war for the starters, but... If you want to say that the team of the last three years, whose playoff window is probably uh, shorter than the Yankees, then yeah, you can give them that. But I think right now, the Yankees have more future promise. The Mets' arms, you know, they're in their... They're not, you know, spring chickens. They're mid-20s, late-20s, you know, they're going to have to get paid soon. Probably 28. You know, the arms, Mats, what's up with him? He's going to pitch Wheeler. Are you ever going to see him pitch? You know, you have two guys out of the big five who aren't going right now. So I think the Mets, you know, they're still the team of New York to probably have the best chance of winning the World Series. But, you know, in the next decade, you're going to have the Yankees. I guarantee right now, market, hot take, Yankees have more wins the next five years than the Mets do. And I don't want to sidetrack from Yankee talk, but Matt Harvey's free agent after next season. What's his contract going to look like? He wanted a big contract, but I don't know what his market's going to be. I know two years ago, Yankees fans were the drool for Matt Harvey. I really never wanted him. Why don't think you ever pay a pitcher after the second contract? It's a big, the big contract, you, don't, you avoid that. The, the margin of like success besides like Scherzer, it's not there. Look at David Price. What I do just you, don't, don't, give him, well, don't give him $20 million contract. He's going to be Harvey. 28 at the end of this year? He's 28 this year, yeah. So 30 so, years old, 29, 30. So when, he, when his contract is, he's going to be 29? 29, 30, yeah. So do you give Harvey a five-year deal? Is that too much? He's or, not going to be asking for five. Yeah, he's he's going to watch seven or eight years. So do you, I'm saying, where, what's the what's the meeting here? How much, Pete, you're a Met fan. What do you, how many years you give him Harvey? I don't, don't want to give him more than three years. Yeah. So, you gotta, so I'm saying, you know, the yeah. Mets team is going to want to give him three, four. He's going to want seven, eight. You're not getting eight. Now, where, I don't think you're getting seven. Where's that that balance? Like Cano wanted the ten year two forty. Where's that balance? To go, hey, we'll give you five years for two like some crazy amount of number. Just we want you, what's your years? We don't want to be committed to you for three years that we have to. I be. think you're starting to see these players becoming free agents earlier in their careers because they're starting so much earlier. If you're a 22 year old rookie, you're pretty old now. You know you got guys coming up there 19, 20. You know so. Gleyber Torres, 20 yeah, years old. Yeah, you know you got guys. You know. Yeah, but honestly, if you think about the Mets pitching staff, it's almost the opposite. Jacob Degrom, what is this? His third full season in the league. Yeah, I think so. And he's he's twenty seven, twenty eight right now. Yeah. Harvey's fourth or fifth season in the league. He's twenty eight yeah. right now. Gary Sanchez twenty four years old. Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, the same chicken. thing. Yeah. So you know, it you, there are the people like Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, but those are the guys who are far and few between. And those know? are the guys Carlos you give Correa's. the ten years. Yeah. You know, you don't. I don't even think you touch. Like look at the Ellsbury contract, seven years. That's killing us. That's killing us. No, right we'll, now. We'll, we'll get to that soon. We are going to get to that, and I'm just going to end. The we went talks. off. We went off. We went I, on, that's yeah. fine. You know who doesn't like uh, going? The first going off eight the minutes of this podcast is we a colossal It's all right. It's all right. Disaster. It's all right. We but gotta, it's great. We got to watch your beak with other things before we dive in. So this may be too soon, but we went off the rails like NJ Transit. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh man, as a uh, as an NJ Transit rider, I'm pretty uh, insulted by that. <laughs> oh oh man. man, I apologize for making that joke, but. I think I had to. I had no choice. I was actually riding the MTA that day, so I was so okay. the Yankees infield. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna end the Mets are the team of New York City conversation thing. All I said before you guys all cut cut my head off was that the latest poll states, and in the article by 5:38 CBS, they all did a great job covering it. They said these numbers are still in the margin of error, but our data says Mets 45 percent, Yankees 43 percent. Are those people? Frontrunners and bandwagoners? Absolutely. All I said was, the latest data said Mets are up by 2%. Definitely could be a margin of error. Yankees are obviously still the most historic, the most famous team. But you guys couldn't even let us have five minutes of fame. <laughs> you couldn't give us five minutes of fame. <laughs> but it's okay. You guys will be back soon because, like, like you said, Mike, the Yankees are flush with young talent right yeah. now. There's a lot to look forward to, and that's why we're here. Unfortunately, we're here not to talk about the first series against the Rays because you know maybe it didn't go too well for the Yankees. But bigger issues, bigger issues. One of our young, young blossoming flowers, James Caprillion, he's probably out for the year. That's a bummer. I'm not too happy about that. That was someone who I thought was going to be pitching uh, in in the big leagues this year. Him, like the likes of Montgomery. I don't think Sheffield. I don't know. Who knows? We need arms. We have four starters right now. Right. We haven't so, even named the fifth starter. Yet, right, which is great. That's that's something. That's something. That's something. Yeah. But I, you know, I look at guys. You know. We gave up, you know, like Brandon McCarthy, right? Like, I wish we had a guy like that instead. You know, the Mets had Bartolo last year, and the, the Mets are probably looking for that guy too. But you know, the Yankees, who's that stalwart? Is it CC? I don't, I don't yeah. think so. You know, no one on the market. There's been no one like that in the yeah, market. I don't, it's it was tough. Rich Hill this year. It's, it's tough to find. It's tough to find that consistent guy who doesn't get hurt often, who may not be a stud, but you know yeah, what you're going to get. He's there. Yeah, you plug him in every five. Every Yankees day. haven't had that. They lost that since you know, uh, was it maybe Messina? Was that? I don't remember. Like a guy who was always in the. In the Pettit, rotation, Pettit was there, Pettit yeah, probably Pettit. He's, 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 he's
He's even more. Well, he was always the ace. I yeah, think CC can be that guy now. If he, if he learns how to be now. a, a hey, real he has to be that guy now. He has to yeah. be. And well, unfortunately for the Yankees and for him, he is kind of pegged as that two that two starter now. And if he was a three or four, we would all look at him as that guy who can kind of just come in, do a decent job, yeah. stay on the field, and you know what you're going to get. And you got to hope he is that guy. Now he just has to be a two instead of a four. If, if I'm Girardi, I'm sitting out CC. Listen, you give me five innings a day. A game, in my opinion, six innings. Cause last year was always that one inning was easy. Yeah. Always a one inning. It almost happened. I tell him when you come in, give us five innings of zero to three run ball. We're bringing Adam Moore and bringing Brian Mitchell for three innings, and we we'll go to the bullpen. That has to be the plan with him. You can't overstress him. One, he'll get hurt. That's two. He'll give up the big inning. He always does. That's why Recently. I think it's important to keep those guys, Mitchell and Warren, in the bullpen because the Yankees and Chase Shreve too. We saw this list this past week. You know, the, you, know you can't work Pineda. them like that. But if it's going to be the the Scranton Express, as they call it, right? That's the little yes, nickname for it. That's a little nickname for it. You know, you have to keep the the middle long long guys just as important as the star rotation because you have right. Tanaka and Cece. Those are the, the two. The, the quote-unquote workhorses of this. Yeah, that's staff. that's not. Joe Girardi has this love affair with Adam Warren, and I'm I'm a I'm a big Warren guy. I mean, he got us Castro last year. We brought him <laughs> back, right? But you can't you cannot overuse him. It's tough. It's tough when you don't have starters who give you the length. You know, yeah. you can only do so much. So I mean, by by yeah. default, we pretty much started off with the pitching staff. Yeah. Here. And like I said, we are going to go into the infield, into the outfield. Yeah. Let's stick with the pitchers now. Mm-hmm. I'll bring up um, two names to you. Tanaka's on our contract a year. He's an optimist. $67 million. So you could opt out and ask for more money. Or you could opt in and take the money. Interesting. And two, Aga Pineda. I got two questions. I got two questions for you. So you One, questions. where does he play next year? <laughs> <laughs> he's not beating Yankee next year. It's like, where Pineda or Tanaka? not beating Yankee. But he'll excel next year somewhere. The Angels, the Padres, somewhere he, good. He'll excel. Because either him, he's either. He'll excel? Yeah. Have oh, you seen him Watch. No, watch. He either gives nine strikeouts in um, six innings. Or nine runs of warnings. It's either or. Whatever. Sometimes he's I'm Pineda. Not, sometimes he's in Pinata. Uh, you know, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I got to quote my brother on that. Wait, but wait, that's, wait. I'm not surprised at either or Pineda we got. I mean, he does not surprise me whatever he does. Let's quiet down for a second. Mike, say that line again because that's gold. <laughs> that's That was uttered by my brother Vin uh, circa one year ago. Sometimes he's Pineda. Sometimes he's Pinata. And it's it's true. He's either, sometimes has I, well, the changed last 11 often starts, sure, he's Pinata. But, you know, he's... What, what's that stat, Mutz? You said the last 11 starts? Uh, Michael Pinata. <laughs> Michael Pinata has as many wins as Corey does in uh, his last 11 starts. Zero. Zero. To all the listeners right now, you just said as Corey, and they're like, who's Corey? Oh, who is Corey? Uh, that's, that's Joe. That's Joe. Joe's My nickname. Corey. Joe yeah, Calabrese. Well, that's for another day, but, you know, if I refer to Corey, cousin, you know, that's him. That's him. So, <laughs> so Joe Calabrese, a.k.a. Corey. The guy sitting on my left right now has the same amount of wins over Michael Pinata's last yeah. eleven starts. Yeah. Yes. Think about that. That's a lot of starts. Eleven to not have yeah. a win. So here's my thing on on Pineda. Uh, the the number one goal this year for the Yankees. I know we want to win World Series. That's always the number one goal. But quote unquote. Right. The 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 minimum requirement of this year is to see who you got, see who's going to play where, what rookie's going to come up, see who's going to pitch and. You can't give up on Pineda yet. You got to give him at least half a season. Whether he gets, he's getting shelled, is not. You're not supposed to be winning this year. You're supposed to be trying to figure out your rotation. And, and this is Pineda's last chance. He, his contract year, he's gone. We're not re-signing him. And that's why it makes it even more important for us to sign Tanaka in the offseason. Because you look at the starting pitchers on the market, real thin, and you're going to be paying them just as much as Tanaka. I say you keep him in here. You know he's we're, he's our elbow. You know we love them, and you know let him let him be a Yankee. I think you got he's the only guy that is reliable enough to be an ace. But now you asked me the question about how long would I want to sign Matt Harvey. I have sure. the same question for you. How long would you want to sign Masahiro Tanaka? As really, I think it would be twenty eight or twenty nine in the off season. Yeah. No, so, but he, really, you got to just as banged yeah. up. And no, well, he's not, not, not as he's like, banged up. He's like, 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 he's Major blow of an injury. If yet, new, which is, if it's alarming because you know it's gonna happen or it can never happen. It's like, if there's no Tanaka, who is there? Who's gonna be your ace next oh, year? Exactly, Who's on know. the market? Look, yeah, look at the market. He, he, he has all the leverage. He has all the leverage. So, so how many years? I, I would give him if twenty eight right now. I don't know. If He'd he, be twenty nine at the if, time. If he, he wanted November, five yeah. to six years at like twenty five a year, I think you had to give it. to that's him. That's the going rate. I think you had to give it to him. I think that's you know you have no choice and. I'd rather Tanaka than someone else who's going to be. He's you know Tanaka kind of lives for that moment. He gets a little fired up. You know he's not like your average. You know, Asian pitcher comes over real meek. You know, he's like, yeah. you know, he's got some tenacity to him. So Tanaka, we saw opening day. That's his worst out of his career. So you know, uh, yeah, I don't think it, it sucks to happen the first day, but 
I mean, he's been lights out yeah. all spring, too. Yeah. And right. even though the spring doesn't really matter, you can tell he has his stuff. He's fine. Yeah. He had a tough start day one. It's okay. He misses fastball outside to set up for the yeah. whole day. And yeah. that's why, you know, that's why I'm happy we did these previews, um, you know, a week into the season. Because you get to get a feel for the game. You really feel that baseball's back. Yeah. And... You don't have to dwell too much on that first series because it's really not that important in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. So uh, back to Pineda, just last year. I mean Pineda. Pineda. His Pineda right <laughs> now. His K per nine was fifth in the league. Right. With a ten point six one. His ground in ball between, rate is pretty good too. In between Noah Syndergaard, ten point six eight. Chris Archer, ten point four two. Better than Madison Bumgarner. Better than Kluber. Like it's just so frustrating because he has the stuff. It's his long ball, but it's he just gets crushed. I believe he gave up couple twenty seven home runs last year. It sounds about right. Yeah. Well, th- well, think about this because we had Joe Trezza, we had Joe Trezza on two weeks ago now, and me and him talked about the K's are rocketing for hitters uh, over the past ten years. Yeah. Home runs have also been on an uptick since a year or two ago. Offenses don't care about striking out anymore. Yeah. So the fact that Pineda's striking people out, but he's giving up home yeah, runs, he's going with the trend of offense. It's misleading. So it's totally misleading. Yeah. It's like the Java Chamberlain effect. When he became a starter, the guy struck out 12 guys a game, it seemed like, when he was a starter, but he was giving up six runs through six right. innings. Chamberlain had so, the same problem. He would give you five or six innings, but it was always that one big inning, and his stat line in hindsight was always four or five giving up over six innings, and there would be problems about his pitch count. He would get into the 90s and the 100s so easily, and it just it just never worked out. He didn't have the the, the, the ability to extend deep into games. 27 home runs last year. Yeah. That is crazy. He had... He started. You're talking about Pinata gave up seven. He started 32 games last year and gave up 27 home runs. So, yeah, I'll do it. So let's move on to the fourth. Right now, the only starter we didn't talk about. We don't have five starters. The fourth starter, Severino. And uh, yeah. And recording this podcast, he hasn't pitched yet. Nope. Like, where do you see his expectations this year? I'm gonna go before you guys jump in and give your opinions. I'm just gonna say, according to 538, they had the whole thing on Mets on uh, MLB rotations. They had Severino as one of the lowest rated starters in right. the league, Same. and uh, definitely the lowest. On yeah, the I don't know if that's on numbers, but I'll tell you by the eye test, he is a two pitch pitcher who I think, and this is uh, maybe for another day. I don't know. I think he should replace Batantis in the bullpen, yeah. and Batantis should be shipped off for another Arm. blue chip prospect. But yeah. that's a move. That's a possible move. You, know, he, you, saw, him in the, you move. saw him in the bullpen last year. He came out, you know, every two out of three, four games. You know, every three out of five games. And he's giving you a 98, 98 slider, 92. You know, it's... it's he it's was lights evil. out, out of the bullpen. I think maybe nine innings he went, you know, hitless or you yeah. know, one hit. And he was really... You know, he did really well. So I think that's an option if he kind of starts the season off. But the issue is... Now we, we have don't three starters. We don't even <laughs> we have, have two and a half starters. We don't have a fifth starter. I know. We don't have a fifth starter, let alone, you know, a starter to put in the bullpen. So I don't know where you I go. I feel like as a whole, this, this whole year is like a, a, that experiment season. But, like, you want to see who has what, right? So I think you give Severino 15 starts, if you can make that starts. See how he is. All-star break, maybe? Yes. Yeah. See, that, see how he is. If he has stuff, keep him the rest of the year. If not, he's back into the bullpen. Maybe that's where he is for the rest of his career with the Yankees. Now, the question that I just can't stop thinking of while you guys talk about the Yankees pitching staff, who is going to be that fifth starter? It could be Montgomery is looking like, or Mitchell. I like or, Montgomery. Yeah. Um, a lefty, Mitchell, or a lefty. Mitchell pitched well, moving him out of the bullpen. We'll see Saturday, Pete. But how? But how, how? <laughs> so no, so no. Saturday, Tonaka starts. Then I, they're not making a fifth start until next week. They don't yeah. have to. Oh, wow. So that's, that's right now, Severino scheduled to start tomorrow night, and Tanaka scheduled to start Saturday afternoon. Yeah. How alarmed are you guys that you don't have a fifth start yet? Is it's that okay? Al- it's not really alarming. It's, I mean, it's not ideal. The bells are ringing, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> you went to a season with a, a, a position that you need your whole year, and you just said, you know what? We won't know. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pass. Total one eighty of the match. We're starters, gonna take a bye. Hard pass. They pay, you don't have a fifth starter. Think about that. Think about like the history of history. Team starting like you have your your catcher all the way down. You have your bench. You have your bullpen. You have one, two, three, four. Where's, you don't have a fifth starter. It's 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 acid nine, acid ten, acid eleven. It's crazy. crazy to me because now the whole league's like, oh, maybe you should go six starters. Maybe you should go get a twenty six man spot. Now we don't even, we can't you can't five. even feel five. Tanaka always told Brian Cashman, or you know, his translator or his agent, I don't know, that in Japan he pitched on day. six days rest, yeah. and he was always pushed for it. We saw, you know, now you have four starters who the only, you know, it's, it is alarming. I, I think it's very alarming for a team that, like, I think if they played up to expectations, they could hit the wild card. You know, like I don't think they can contend with Boston's pitching to win the East, but they could definitely be top five team league in the wild so. card. No, no, I don't think we're improving, but uh, they have everything else. We're jumping far ahead. Yeah. We're getting ahead we're of ourselves really here. Is it, is Every, it infield? Everybody relax. <laughs> we're, we're all good. 
I mean, I don't yeah. know how you guys are still saying that the Yankees are New York City's team when they don't even have five starters. That's besides <laughs> the point. But this, the point is that this is the Sports Blog New York podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy. I'm here with Phil DeMeo, Joe Calabrese, and Mike Palmasano. We're going Yankees preview top to bottom today. We just went over the pitching staff top to bottom. Uh, we didn't talk about a guy named Chapman or Batances, really. We mentioned him. Uh, but I think it's safe to say that those are the guys who you kind of are proud of and you know they're, they're given so you don't need to talk yeah. about Chapman the guy awesome. is filthy look him up on YouTube just, yeah put you out a day Chapman's, like, Chapman's <laughs> my uh, my fantasy team's closer and my Diamond Dynasty team's closer Ooh. and that'll be the show yep. both named, named the Swagville Pimps and I gotta say he's uh, he's gonna do real good folks I, yeah. would, I would pick him up ASAP ASAP <laughs> yeah Chapman's probably hopefully he gets the opportunities he's probably he's on like the wire like that department He's probably on all the waiver wires, Chapman, no? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure he didn't get drafted much. All right, so, again, this podcast is on iTunes and Google Play. If you like what you've been hearing, even though this has been intense, this has been a loud podcast, I, I must say. But that doesn't mean it's been bad. I think it's Trump's been great. Trump's bomb and Sierra are all jazzed up on Yeah, right the war. Hey, it's a draft. Are you guys going? I don't have to. I'm about to cut off my toe. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to theory. I'm colorblind. I can't get drafted, so. Wow. So. Good for you. you what? Yeah. I'm colorblind, so I can't oh, okay. get drafted. Oh, okay. Nice. He has problems with his reds and his greens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Classic red, green, blue, yeah. and purple. Yeah. You have both of them? I got them all. Ah. I don't know. But it's right. Damn it. color. I'm sorry. Uh, the only color he cares about is pinstripes, right? Hey. Right. You can see pinstripes. Yeah, That's yeah. a good, good point, Phil. Nice. Anyway, let's move on to the infield. So the infield is a place where you got some guys I think Yankee fans feel pretty meh about, but then there's a few guys who Yankee fans really like. It's like, a very like, weird Like Greg Bird. Greg Bird. We love Greg Bird. Everyone loves Greg Bird. We People like Castro. He's our guy. But then you got... Chase Headley? Would you, recording this podcast is having the best year of the Yankees so far. <laughs> I just, yeah, through three games. Yeah, three games. I realize now how I know they're a very terrible team in the NL West, but you have Jan Harris Solarte batting third for the Padres. And mm-hmm. to think we just traded him straight up for Headley, would we rather, they're both switch hitters. Would you rather a younger Solarte not getting the amount of money yeah. he's getting paid? Or would you have rather the older Headley, who I like the trade. I thought he would have fit well. Well, like the Cashman loves Headley. For years. And I think, you know, probably a little bit of a bust. Everyone got a little too excited about it. Kind of that one know. big year now, is it? He finished third in MVP voting. He figured, you know, he could try to channel that again. But I think, um, yeah, the Headley move at third, that's going to be a bit of a stopgap. If I mean, if he could play like he did the first three games, then yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. But I'm not, you know. So I don't want to get too, like, ahead of the Yankees right now. But we have kind of a, a log jam in the field for the future. Right? We have Castro, who is a good, good contract, good player. DD should be our guy that shows up. He's still like two years remaining in arbitration and Headley. But you got Torres coming up and Mateo coming up. So do you try to put one of those two at third? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you push up a Mateo in center field? Well, the keep DD cash out the odd man out at second base. Look at the look what the Chicago Cubs just did. They have a plethora of players who could play everywhere. I don't think they need a position. You just play everywhere, right? and then we'll call you up when you're hitting, and then we'll find a spot for you. Yeah, I disagree with that because the Yankees are set at first base, set at catcher. DD's going to be a shortstop. You have Judge right now is going to be a right fielder. Frazier's going to be somewhere in the puzzle in the outfield. Those are a lot of positions already kind of set in stone. That's why I think the more positions you play, the more valuable other players are in terms of, well, you know what? We could trade Judge. You know, if we, yeah. if we, they're right, you know, if we get an arm for Judge or, you know, we're going to get a, you know, a, you know, I know I'm shooting for the stars. You get a Mad Bum or you get a Kershaw, you, you know, in a package. Wow. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you're not shooting for the fucking star. universe. <laughs> you're saying you couldn't trade for one of those guys if you package like a Frazier or a, uh, a Sanchez and, you know, a third player? Well, why would you, you ever package I'm it? just saying. Right, yeah, I'm I mean, saying, you know, like, it's not a bad point. I'm saying, but, but I feel like third base is a position you can't just throw somebody at. You have to be a third baseman. Like you can't just throw. I mean, you saw a, Jose Reyes just switch to third after never playing it before in Chris his career. Chris Bryant plays third in the outfield. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think Torres could play third base if he needs to. Well, he's got to learning. Now. I would not be opposed to shifting Didi to third either if you want to play Torres at shortstop because it's his natural position. Brad Miller is playing second base for the Rays this weekend. I think he's just – they want people – if you have an arm and you can field the ball, which Ref Snyder cannot, and that's why he has no place on this team. He's not team. You, you, you can be on a major league roster. Well, this, is, this is my whole thing with baseball in general is to – they don't even care if you have a position at this point. If you can hit, if you can run produce, if you can get on base, they will figure out a way yeah. to put your ass in that line. Also, what about Judge? The DH spot, it may go to DH. Possibility. Exactly, it's and why not? Yeah. I mean, Matt Holiday is only a short-term stopgap solution. Hopefully they flip Holiday before the deadline like they did the Bell Challenge. If you get not an A+, plus, A+, plus, A uh, prospect, get a B-, minus B, like a Tate again. Just get more arms in the, in the prospect. More, more Don't Tate's not a B prospect. Don't Tate's an A. Uh, very good. I've never heard his name all, all spring. He's he legitimately might be our best pitching prospect. They say Sheffield is yeah, really Sheffield, yeah. Interesting. 
Alright, so we got to even more. It's funny because look at the market for like DH players. They're not gonna do anyone in the AL East. No, the the, the Mariners have Cruz. Could be the Rangers again. The Blue Jays have Hendricks Morales. Blue Jays Morales. They want to trade NL East guys. The West has Isn't, Cruz. Does Trumbull play the field in uh, in Baltimore? Uh, um, I don't think so. Trumbull, man, he's no, like the, the, after the Beltron, like the contenders, like the contenders, might be the Rangers the contenders all have a deal. Maybe the Rangers, so we'll see. Right. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's go. Let's go back to the infield because we uh, went back into the outfield. Got a little off the rails again, just like NJ Transit. <laughs> I, can't, I can't not say it. That is so many people. So bad. I'm gonna say this because you know we actually do have listeners who range outside of the New York metro area. Uh, actually, just noticing looking at the statistics today, we had a lot of plays last week from Ireland. So the Irish love us. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> That's a good one. You like that? What are you doing? What? Thanks, Mike. Your name is Palmasano. Well, nothing more than an Irishman wants than a guy named Palmasano trying to do an Irish oh, accent. Let me know how it is. Give me a ring. <laughs> so if you are the man out there in Ireland, or the couple of guys out there in Ireland listening to us, uh, give us a shout on Twitter. And our Twitter is at SportBlogNYC. Uh, tell us what you like. Tell us how you're listening. We, we appreciate that. Nice you're picture of uh, Guinness, I want. From halfway across the world, they're listening. Right. And also, you know, people in Texas, a couple people out there in California. we got people across the nation. So if you don't know about NJ Transit, uh, a train literally went off the rails, and that's why I brought it up a couple times. And it really made commutes for New Yorkers, New Jerseyers alike miserable this past week. Uh, so hopefully they're figuring it out. And if you haven't seen the video of the Met fan who wanted to go to opening day and was unable to make it on time if, or make it at all, I actually don't know. He's everywhere now. Uh, he's been all over. Celebrity. So if you haven't seen him, I don't know where you've been. Overnight celebrity. But go watch that video. Uh, but let's go back to you and feel I have one more question for each of you. Uh, well, first, before I ask the question, when is DD coming back? Uh, May. Probably May. First week of May. He started his throwing program today. It should take two weeks without complications. So that would be before May starts. The Dan WBC, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that pissed me off. Mark yeah. Teixeira a couple years back and now DD. My question is, Glebar Torres is scheduled to come up this year. Mm, no. No? I agree. No. Not scheduled to come One, up. Keep, no. his, keep his clock uh, at zero. Two, keep him, keep him simmering so- in the minor leagues. It's the clock starts after June, so I think he'll be up uh, by All Star break. So do you? Yeah, I, I I've heard from various people that he will probably be up at some point this yeah. year. He uh, might. He's end twenty up, years old. It's crazy. He's yeah. Once he's, it's he might very, be it's a very, late season. Yeah, he's not married no, too. No, I, I I really I genuinely think after this spring they're gonna wait to June to make sure he gets that extra arbitration year. Mm-hmm. They're gonna call him right up. They, unless you have Castro and Headley who are just playing two eighty baseball, you know, and like they're. Tearing the cover off the ball, which I don't think is going to happen. I okay. don't think it's going to so happen. So this is my question. I'll make it a hypothetical then. So if, because I thought it was definite that he was coming up, if Glebar Torres comes up, say after this arbitration period, yeah. what are your expectations realistically for him as a young man in the league? So what so, so, so yeah. did you got? Same, like, same, yeah. same as Sanchez last year. You might you know go right. off a little bit, but you know these are just growing years. You're, so at the end of this year, what Sanchez is, you want that middle to end of next year for Torres. It's really just. Major league experience, as you know, you want him to come up and be, uh, you know, Javi Baez like, and you know, just you know, lead us to the, you know, the. Yeah, I was thinking of Addison Russell. Yeah, but yeah, better bad than them. Yeah, sure, better bad. You know, so yeah. give a quick synopsis to the listener of what type of player he is. I when I see him, I kind of think of very similar to what Baez is on the on the uh, the Cubs. You know, he's probably probably hit a little better, and he's maybe a, a what they say. Or I read, he's a little better of a prospect, but he's going to be middle infielder. He's, he's got, a more complete prospect. Yeah, how about Brandon Crawford with a bat? Brandon Crawford with a glove. Yeah, he's, he's I also host, think I also host. think Torres is uh, much more of a solid spray hitter. You know, like he can go to all fields. Doesn't really have like plus power, but he's got some pop in I his back. I think he's gonna be your two hitter. Yeah, I think I think he's. I think ideally moving forward, you're gonna look at um, whoever's gonna be lead off. Maybe Mateo. I don't know. Two be Torres, three Bird, uh, three Sanchez, yeah, four they, Bird, right? Five. I, I What's his face? Judge. Yeah, I have a huge there. problem with, with Sanchez batting second right now. I do too. I have a big problem with that. I have a big problem with that. Maybe that's, we'll get, maybe that's we'll get why. Totally wrong I'll with do now. Yeah. Gary Sanchez. No, well, actually, I was going to segue this to end the infield uh, to talk about the guy who we haven't talked too much about in Gary Sanchez. He's an infielder. Right. So we could start that conversation right now. Gary Sanchez, if you don't know, has been starting the year in the two hole. And to break it down for listeners, the reason teams are trying to do that is because you get. I don't know the exact number, but you get X amount of more at bats in the two hole than the three hole. Believe it or not despite it being one lineup spot away. Favorite, favorite metrics. So put your best player in that two-hole. Let him get as many at-bats as he can, because he can still run produce as well as be on base for the rest of the lineup. Now, what did the Yankees do for the better part of 20 years? Who was our number two hitter? Mr. Derek Jeter. Right? Doesn't it make sense? 
So we were we were pretty much ahead of the curve here, and now people are trying. Yeah, I mean, you could yeah, actually started to figure them. out what what we did. Wait, 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 Please don't call me unbiased. I mean, please don't call me biased here as a Mets fan. Derek Jeter was not the best hitter on the we're team. We're about to kick you off almost your own podcast. Any, <laughs> almost, I I love Derek Jeter. I'm about to he, kick you off your own podcast. He was. Uh, I can't think of podcast. one year. Yeah. Our podcast. What this, this what is, year was he the best hitter on the quite team? Quite a few. Actually. Uh, I'd, I'd probably say from 1996 to about 2000. <laughs> he was a better complete <laughs> yeah. hitter, run producer, the whole nine. Derek Jeter. Was, no, I don't be saying. A. Rod was probably a better hitter. Brandon Williams was a better hitter. He got three thousand hits. Paul O'Neill was a he better was, hitter. He's the only Yankee to have three thousand hits. He was a. He just hit. He got on base. Yeah, but no. What but Derek Jeter did a lot better than anybody else was he always found a way to make contact with the ball. That's why the single to right field is a Jeterian single. What? Right. No, I, I agree with you, but I'm saying in the two. He was. Hole, he was the perfect put, type of player. The perfect type of contact hitter to put in that two spot because he was always good. For a hit when you need it. But that's the opposite of what they're doing with the two-hole now. They're putting the best run-producing hitter in the two-hole now. So he was not the best run-producing hitter. He wasn't a power you know, I hitter. don't think you need the best run-producing hitter in the two-hole. I, I think you just need someone who you think can borderline hit 290, 300. So you're, so you're disagreeing with the new age of beginning no, the No, I'm not. I, I, think, I think it's the correct step for a lot of teams. But what I'm saying is I don't think you necessarily need your best player. If you have two or three guys who you know could give you 150 to 200 hits every year, you know, does it matter if we have A-Rod or Jeter in the two-hole? We had Jeter for the two-hole for 20 years, and we won five championships. No, I agree. And I'm we not went saying, to, to seven. Not I'm saying you did not the two-hitter going forward. It's clearly just to get more at-bats. Right. And get so more I, development. I, I get the— if, I think it was a, a playoff series, he batting three or four. Yeah, I get the logic. I happen to think I batting get, Sanchez second, there's more pressure on him right now to produce I, and hit I just more. think that he wants—I see what Girardi wants to do, and call him Binder Joe, call him what you want. He wants to split lefty-righties because every time last year— they would, a lefty would come up, Gardner and Ellsbury would just flail and flail. And I think Didi being hurt, I think Didi would have been a really good two-hitter because he hit lefties just as, if not better, than he hit righties last year. So you would have had a lefty, either Gardner or Ellsbury, bleeding off. You would have had Didi batting second. And then you could go Sanchez, Bird, Holiday, Ellsbury, however you want to do it, and have your righty, lefty, righty, lefty. I think the Didi injury hurts just as much on defense as on offense, and he was going to bat two. And I think Sanchez now, batting two, it's not, he's not, it's not a two-hitter. He's going to... He's going to be a three-hitter. Barry's going to be a four-hitter. I think it just kind of messes things up a little bit. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I really think it's a square peg in a round hole. I think putting Sanchez in the two spot is actually more pressure on him than having him in the three spot. I, because I in the two the spot, you're required to get more hits because you're seeing more at-bats. I mean, very small sample size, but... I know. I'm not going to lie. You could be right. It's, it's only three games, but I, I, I would feel more comfortable with him in three, the three spot because at the end of last year... Our lineup really started clicking when he was hitting three. He was much more natural at the plate. And who was hitting two last year? Brett Garner. Brett Garner. Garner. It was Ellsbury, Gardner, Sanchez, and then... That's why I'm thinking maybe D.D. comes back, he's back in second. I, even yeah, though Gerardi thinks it's like the back-to-back lefties. Right. D.D. hits the lefties. Right. But I think you could argue that D.D. was the best hitter for the Yankees last year. Sanchez. Oh, he was very... Well, well before Sanchez got here. Overall, right. I mean, yeah. Sanchez, yeah. Sanchez, Sanchez came up and did something that's never been done before. So, yeah. say, just, like, taking out that one section of the year where he was absurd, I think it's pretty fair to say Didi was the best hitter on the team. Yeah. No, I agree. So, putting him into the two-hole as long as he does what he did last year, mm-hmm. I think that's accomplishing exactly what you want. A guy who's consistent, has a little power, but also hits for average. I mean, he, he seems like a perfect two-hole hitter, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And then you put the big power, because maybe Sanchez isn't an average guy, and... Last year was a little fluky. He, he'll be a 250 average hitter who crushes a lot of home runs, yeah. which I think Yankee fans will still be okay with as long as he's run producing. Haven't, haven't had righty power in quite some time. I think yeah, it's important to, to let him be that guy. If you want to bat 260, you know, if you, if you, if you got me 270 with 30 plus, that's 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 Gary Sanchez. I think that's going to be his career. 270, 30 plus. I don't think he's a spectacular career. It's a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Well, I could see him hitting 20, 22, 24. I think he's a 30 home run hitter. I wrote just in my piece. For this season, Taylor's expectations. He's still right. growing, still yeah. developing. Do I think he's going to be an all-star? I hope so. Do I think he's going to be a great player? I hope so. But right now... He's probably one of the best defensive catchers in the American But right now we have to, you know, calm down, let him, let him run the game, have a full season. You know, Ooh. the tape's out on him now. The tape's out. The scout report's out on him. So let's go. Yeah. All right. So here's my question for each of you. I'll start with Mike. We'll go to Joe and then Phil last. Who has the most home runs this season? Uh, Sanchez, Bird, Judge. Uh, I'm going Bird. Joe. I'm going Bird, too. Phil. Um, Sanchez, Bird, Judge? Yeah. Bird, uh, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go Gary. 
Wow. Nobody that. goes on Judge. I think Judge uh, could be a dark horse with the dingers because he might bat 220, but he might hit 40 home runs. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he, he's he swings for the fences, man. I, it's tough for him, too, because he, he's not your four-hitter yet, but he's not a nine-hitter. So you just have this guy who's going to swing for the fence, not really turn the lineup over. I hate the Adam Dunn comparison. He's not Adam Dunn. No, he's not Adam yeah. Dunn. He could, he... I like him to be uh, that guy in Miami. Why That'd be really nice. He's somewhere in between. My biggest... <laughs> here's another problem that I have with Girardi. Okay, Jay Bruce. If we're 10 games in and Judge has like three or four hits and he's getting some good at-bats in, he might put in Aaron Hicks just for defensive responsibilities, you know, try to incorporate him and get him some at-bats into the lineup a little bit. And if you're going to play a tug-of-war where you're going to put Judge in the eighth spot, then you're going to take him out, then you're going to put him... You know what I mean? That's not good for Judge. The best thing for, for Judge, honestly, is to hit him sixth take your bumps and bruises, and say, here's some better at-bats. You're going to be in front of some better players, right? And then go from there. Because what is the point of batting him later in the lineup when you've got, like, Headley and Torres surrounding him? Does that make sense? I don't like it at all. And I'm, I'm just try- I'm writing a lineup down here, and I don't, I, know. Mean, I don't know where you put him. I don't know he's going to struggle with just, strikeouts big time. You put Castro really, in front of him. He might be on Castro. I would, put, I would put Castro oh, yeah, behind we, him. We didn't talk about this guy yet, Ellsbury. Well, that's what I was going to say. Who's the 50? Who's the 50? How do you go Ellsbury, Castro, Judge? You put Judge seven. I would put Kind judge. of a minute at the top of the line in the middle of the order. See, I would put Judge before Castro. Ellsbury's my boy. Lineup. I take Ellsbury over Garner 10 out of 10 times a week. 10 really? 10 out of 10. I you think. Do you see Garner's at-bats? He flails and he gives you one arm... And he's always behind, and he just swings at the pitches he shouldn't be swinging at, and he looks at the ones he should be swinging at, and it really is just it's it's bothersome to me. And they're the same player. You gotta you gotta get rid of one of them. And I think Gardner's easier to get rid of than Ellsbury is. So I think you just kind of. I think you can get an arm for Gardner. I think you just get rid of him while because Gardner is a sabermetrics favorite because he saves a lot of runs in the outfield with his range. Giants need Giants should be good for him. I'm just not a fan of watching Gardner play. He's an ugly player, if you ask me. I don't know. That's like ugly himself? Thing. Like, do you think, no. do you think he's ugly? He's got a beautifully round head. How can I say? <laughs> Jacoby's not ugly. Dude. Jacoby's, Jacoby's gorgeous, but I'm not talking about how oh. it looks. I'm just saying that. Gardner's, I think he's got a real nice round head, too, myself. <laughs> Gardner's, game, Gardner's game is gross. Like, the way he throws looks reminds me of Johnny Damon. Very, it's very it's just gross. Like, kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Okay, but so way, you're, you're, a Jaco- you're a big Jacoby fan, right? Do you think he, he like lasts this next four years at the Yankees? It's kind of impossible to say yes to that, right? No, I think he does because I don't think anybody's going to want the but I, think, it, I think you sit him down and make, hey, Jacoby, we're going young. It's not on you. We'll eat your contract. Give us a list of three teams you want to go to, and we'll try to work a deal out. I don't know that's if not, it'll that's happen. That's not going to happen. I don't, you know? I don't think it'll happen. Money. Maybe the last two years, it could happen. You know, like, well, Seattle, he's from, he's from that area. I don't know. I don't. I think it's going to be very tough. You went to Oregon State, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Fun fact. Well, I know Fun my fact. Or Mike, he won back-to-back championships, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. He I, I, still, I like. I kind of like him in the fifth hole because he gets contact, doesn't strike out a lot, but you put the ball in play in the fifth hole. I'm, I don't hit it at all. People forget that at one point he had 30 home runs. And I that's, feel that's like the thing. It was one point. No, right. One it was point. one yeah. outlier, fluky type of power I, season, but he's got pop in his he, back. He home runs on and Tuesday. Did you get in order for? He, he's not going to be required to hit home runs batting leadoff, but at, at five, when he's got people on base, playing at Yankee Stadium, the short porch in right field, you might see another five, six home runs this season from him. I disagree with you on one point. I think the problem is that people don't forget that he had that one great season and they keep expecting it. Yeah, no, <clears> but again, great point. Right? But this is the Sports Blog New York podcast. I'm here with Phil DeMeo, Joe Calabrese, Mike Palmazano. This podcast is on iTunes and Google Play, and if you like what you've been hearing, we've been getting into it today, we've been getting after it. And if you like it, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And if you can't find it on there, just go to sportsblognewyork.com, click on the podcast tab, and any of those articles will lead you in the right direction. Um, But we started talking about the outfield there. We started talking about Ellsbury. He had that one outlier year. Now, I heard Mark Teixeira on uh, his Thursday spot on Michael K talk about that outlier year. And he said he stopped being the player he was after he hit those home runs. He started swinging for the fences more and more. Now, maybe that hurt him, especially being in a stadium like Yankee Stadium. But baseball is a weird sport where maybe he struggled last year. Maybe he hasn't been himself since he came to the Yankees. Three seasons. There's no reason now that he can't find a happy medium and be 
kind of in the way Curtis Granderson did, maybe not last year because his average was so bad, where he becomes a mixture of occasional power and occasional average. And I think that's completely reasonable because he's a solid center fielder. Mm-hmm. And I think it's completely reasonable for him to hit you know, a 260, 265, maybe up at 270, yeah. and hit 20, 22 home runs. Well, he hit 273 last year, so yeah. you know, he's been good on base. I, I think he's still a very good center fielder. He gets to the ball he has to get to. Like, he's still a good player. And you're right, the contract kills him because we have these expectations of MVP seasons. He's not going to give us. But for what he's he's not worth the, what we're paying him, but he's still a suitable center fielder in the major league. You reach the point when their contract is guaranteed and so long that you can't, you no longer can judge somebody on their expectations for the contract. You have to judge them for the expectation of who they are in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't expect A Rod to be 330 home runs. Eight years onto onto the Yankees. Yeah. When he was three years on the Yankees, you could totally expect that. But That's the thing though, he's, he's, he was still getting paid like one yeah. one way. He's not that player anymore. Jacoby Ellsbury is still getting play, paid one way, but he's not that player right now. So you have to alter your expectations to really fit who he is as a player. We have a, we have a bad taste in our mouth the last three years. Is it Jacoby we paid for? And the last three years we were trying to contend for a championship. Just a, now we said we're in this this year where we're like, eh, you know, we're trying to see what's going on with everybody. We still expect Jacoby to be the player, you know, to two, two, 280, maybe 20 home runs, but we haven't seen that yet. Maybe just in the five hole, less pressure on the team, the whole team has less pressure on them. Maybe we'll figure something out. All right, so what's going on with Clint Frazier this year? Joe or Mike, I'll go to you guys. Poor guy had to go cut his hair. Whatever, you know, I get it. He's not, he's not, uh, you know, the next Mickey Mantle. He's going to make the rules, but, you know, he's probably upset about that. And then you got Susan Walmer coming out. Fake news. Fake news <laughs> in him. Poor kid, he's got to go on Twitter with his tail between his legs. Oh, you know, I accept Susan's apology, and, you know, I didn't ask for... You know, you think, what was that about? Why is Susan? Thanks, John. You know, why is she coming out and... and, and <laughs> what we're referring to is there was a story out that Susan Mormon said that, like, Clint asked if numbers to be untired. And he, he likes big Mickey Mantle fan, can't get number seven unretired. And then Twitter blew up. Like, oh, what's, who does the kid think he is? Mickey Mantle? Which is like, you know, then it came out, it wasn't true. Yeah. So Susan, no backer comics bad. But and Joe has a very good hot take about numbers. Which is yeah, crazy. this is a hot take for another podcast. Probably, I, mean, I might honestly write an article about it. Well, give, not, give, not not very long. Give us a little tease. Um, I think the concept of retiring numbers is stupid, and I think sports organizations throughout you know the major four sports are better off instilling like a Ring of Honor or a special place like the Yankees have Monument Park because. I think you're wrong. Mathematically <laughs> speaking, there are only so many numbers. What are we going to do the when all part- the numbers are retired? Are we going to wear, like, XX on the, the back only of the part of the Yankees, though. Are really? we going to get, like, check symbols yeah, and, like, pound keys? Come on. You know, there's two retired number eights. Right. So, you know, that's, see, that's think, what think, we should do. I think we should retire numbers, but retire the player that wore the numbers yeah. and allow future generations of players to wear the yeah, same I, I don't think they're going to run out of numbers. I think at some point, I mean, in, in like 100 years, if they do, then they'll just re-give them out. Well, the Yankees have no might choice. because... Hey, we have 99 numbers retired. I'll, I'll be happy, man. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be, be very happy. happy. We did something good. I'd be looking down at heaven like... Yeah, we'd all be dead. Smiling. <laughs> but wait, so my question on that, because I think this is actually a pretty interesting topic. What do you? Who's losing by, say, what Joe said, retiring the name and number together? And it's really just the name, but somebody else can get the number. But this is where it gets interesting. Who gets so, the number? Right. Who gets the number? Yeah. So Derek Jeter's number gets retired. Jeter, number two, in the rafters at Yankee Stadium. And then Joe Schmo uh, like comes a, up to the like Rangers. a Jorge Mateo gets the number two and he comes up. Yeah, like some, Joe Schmo comes it, up yeah. and starts wearing number two. And you're like, screw this guy. He doesn't deserve number two. Well, some, these guys got to pass a test to earn the number from Derek know, Jeter. Like, I don't know if you guys remember this. What happens there? Well, Latroy Hawkins was a Yankee. He wore number 21, which is Paul O'Neill's number, which I don't, it's not even retired yet, right? No. They never retired it. Oh, you mean the like the biggest crybaby in Yankee history? Yeah, well, 21 was that retired. You're really, really pushing it, was, it right now. It was <laughs> really, really pushing it. I think we need to hire another guy yeah. to do this. <laughs> now hiring. I love getting Yankee fans worked up over Paul O'Neill. It's one anyway, of my favorite things. 21 was being wore by LaTroy Hawkins. Fans booed him. And yeah, I'm pretty sure he changed his number because, like, oh, we don't, 21's our guy, Paul O'Neill. Yeah. It wasn't, like, that far away from... Was, Oh wait, oh nine. Maybe if, if Latroy Hawkins kicked the ball at first base, he would have got been able to keep the number. All right, all right. If they retired twenty one, Paul O'Neill's number, would you be happy with that? No, I like twenty one. It's not about what you like. <laughs> I think in terms of the Yankees retiring numbers, I think they're uh, they set a really high expectation. You know, you have their number one through ten. 
is legendary guys who deserve to be retired, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then you can't name all the number of times right now. So Billy Martin, two is gonna be Derek. I'm thinking like or like thirty of them. Thirty of them? Like, I don't know how many there is. With the thirty retired, there's a lot of numbers. Give all the single digits off the top of your head. Yeah, no, I don't Billy know. Martin's one, Jesus two, Ruth's three, Garrick's four, Dimaggio's five, Tori's gonna be six, Mantle seven, Howard and Barrow eight, Maris's nine, and Rizzuto's ten. Mm. Boom. Eight, eight, two. Um, and then so let's say, fifteen months in, he's retired. Mm. Oh jeez. There you go. Uh, that was pretty good though. Uh, I just wanted you to do the single digits. Gidry, Gidry Jackson. No, 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 Ford's sixteen. Uh, Gidry is. Is Gidry Louisiana 49? Lightning. Jackson's 47, 40, I think. 47. 44. You know, you got retired numbers up there. You got Rivera's well, 42. No, the thing and is... only Rivera should be 42. <laughs> no, I kid. Well, um, <laughs> a number's not going to be retired for a while. Once you get retired, it's going to be here for like decades. So. You think they should retire Arrow's number? That's a good, interesting question. Uh, I don't think so. Nah. That's one of those, like, who gets number 13 next? I don't think it matters. I mean, A-Rod's a Yankee. Right? I, to get I don't think he gets his number retired, but... No one wears it. I think I he gets think... in Monument Park. I agree. Like, I agree. Later than sooner, though. I agree. Later than sooner. A-Rod really opinion. changed... I think the most important part of A-Rod's career as a Yankee was the last... His humbling seasons. Yeah. Not his, you know, MVP seasons. Well, not his World Series. I think it was when he came back and he became, like... A you know, Yankee. He's so you humbling. Know? You know, he's so humbling that you get him a target to get to pay him twenty seven million dollars. Oh, what do you want me to do? Turn the money down? You could be yeah. as humble as you want. I I wouldn't turn the money down. I wouldn't I, I'm not that humble. Absolutely think, not. Who would turn the money down? Right. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't I, that's his money. But Alright, so wait, let, let's talk about we, we started this, yeah. this rant here <laughs> with Clint Frazier and uh we got into poor, poor guy. Susan <laughs> Waldman who uh, Thanks, John. who <laughs> they didn't thank John for that one, but blew a story about Clint Frazier. It was fake news. Uh, Frazier seems like a good guy. He actually seems like a really fun person who can be like a bring a lot of energy to yeah. the Yankees. Oh, once Nick he gets Swisher, up. a lot of jazz, a lot of jazz. Yeah, exactly. A lot of jazz for Clint Frazier. What is, what are his expectations? What type of player is he uh, that Yankee fans can expect to see him once he pops? I up think he's in the same Torres category where you kind of don't kind of expect him this year. Especially with Jacoby, um, Garner, and Judge. So that outfit's kind of tight right now. Him being so, in AAA probably makes him a little likely, closer yeah. than Torres. His Somebody goes down and probably the first call, though. Yeah, but you lucky bastards in the AL can get a DH and just spot spot start people left and right. Yeah, we got to, you know, if, struggle in the National League. If you bring somebody up like that, you're not going to spot start them. Like, you're going to bring them up. We got Tyler Watson coming to DL soon. So, like, we've got a, we've got a lot of jam in that position as well. So, I feel like Clint, like Clint and Claybar, you know, season them up in the minor league still. Wait, wait a year. Maybe maybe late in the year this year, but... I'd rather them, you know, get their kinks worked out down there and come up. Because I think this year's that throwaway season, but I would love to figure everything out. I would love to see Castro have a real up first half and then deal him at the deadline for an arm, whatever you get. He's what, 25, 26? He's, he's a great he's contract, really too. He's not that old. He's still he's a, a great contract, He's too. still young, yes, good he does. That's a big thing, too. They say, you know, a lot of, you know, you watch uh, MLB Network or you read online, they say that he's not, uh, it reaches potential yet. He's still, you know, got a lot of... A lot of ceiling to reach. So there's over a thousand hits. So I think you know you, you could get an arm, you know, a B level arm for Castro, and then you open up an infield spot. Now you have a room for Mateo or Torres to come up and you know get your major league time. And I think outfield. That's why it's important to trade Gardner, or you know, because what's Gardner doing for the Yankees this year? That he's, he's really more, he's one more year him. left, like twelve million or eleven million dollars. So like he's the contract's there for him. Any team, any contender you know, can pay for him. He's a contract. He's a rental. You know, you can get a rental. Exactly. And you get, get rid of him. You're getting rid of him. You're not really looking for so much return, even though I think you can get it. But you're looking to create no, that I think outfield you can get a space. Return I think you can now. as well. Because he's like I said before, I think he's he a guy that well. sabermetrics love because he's love winner, right? Sure. He was, I mean, longest time in Yankee as well, which is crazy to say. I that's crazy. Who, who, who but think, but think about that; it's only ten years. Who becomes right. the longest time in Yankee when he leaves? CC. And after that, I can tell you. Yeah, Gardner got called up in 2008. CC got signed yeah. in 2009. I'm actually by P.L. Ferry. I'm thinking Batances. Batances, Tanaka. It's, the fact is that it's pretty sad that like, what we a, don't know. What a world, right? We, that we don't know. Who's yeah. the Mets' longest tenure right now? Don't count Wright. Is because he left. Wright? Well, right. it would be David Wright, but he hasn't, don't he hasn't, count even, him. He hasn't even played Grandy? No. No, it would be... could be Grandy. Is it Hardy? Uh, Hardy as, uh, Harvey? It might be... Darno. No, I don't know. They're all right. like five so Gar- right? Yeah, but that's like normal. It for might. Them. Be. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just, I was curious. I was curious. Not like, you know. It's Maybe Duda or Duda. It would probably be Duda. 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 It would be yeah. Duda probably. Yeah, that's crazy. Thing. I don't know. 
It would be, not be Darnell. It would be Duda, and then a close second would probably be Grady left the Yankees in 13? Yeah. Did you have a fourth year now? Yeah. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Again, this is Sports Block New York Podcast. Mike, Joe, Phil, and myself, Pete. We did a lot on the Yankees now, but it's time for the best part of the entire podcast. True expectations and predictions for the Yankee season. So uh, anybody could jump in. Let's start off with how far can they go. Like basically, say how many wins you think they're going to get, mm-hmm. and if you think they make the playoffs, what can happen? I'll start us off. Like I said, the whole podcast it's experimental season. We're trying to see who has what, who can do what, what position, where in the order. The pitchers, pitchers, are, you know, a mess right now. So you don't, you can't expect. To beat the Wildcard race, I don't think. It would be nice. Like last year, it was nice to beat the Wildcard race in late September, but no one really expected it. So, Yankees have never fit. Um, we're born in 1992, most of us. You've never finished under 500 in my lifetime. Do I think it's going to happen this year? I hope not. I think we're going to hover over 81, 82 wins. We make like August, July, we might be like five, six games out of the wild card, hanging in there as always, but like we're just going to bottom out, which I have no problem with. I want to see the kids do well. I want to see the veterans still compete. I want to see Tanaka. Do his thing. I uh, see Patantis do his thing. Pineda, see you later. <laughs> Severino, see what what role he's gonna give us. Is he starter? Is he starter pitcher or is he gonna be a bullpen guy? So very a lot of questions. I want to see how they get flipped the deadline for something. We have a lot of like I like a laundry list. What we want to see this season? An observation year. Yeah, observation year. Joe, there are two ways we could do this. We can settle for 84, 85 wins like we did last year. Have roughly the same type of season. Do all the things that Phil just said we were going to do. Or we could bottom out. We could trade Holiday. We could trade Gardner. We could trade Castro. We could trade Batances. Those are those won't get us any real A chippers. But that group of guys could get us solid prospects at the deadline. And we can turn over the team like we did again last year. And we could be very well be the next example of what happens when you decide to Chicago Cub it. When you turn over the entire frigging team and you build with young players and then all of a sudden you have such an influx of young talent coming in all at the same time that it just all kind of comes all together at once. You make the free agent signings and you get all the young kids in right at the same time. And even if one or two don't hit, you have more than one or two. Right. At, At each position, which is a luxury that not many teams have. And why I don't think the Yankees have really any blue chippers at any particular area. I think they're a team that are built with a lot of B, B-plus type of players and a lot of guys who can play multiple positions. Like you, like Phil, Phil said, you can really, really mix and match with the guys that we have now. So, your final expectation. What is it? 81 wins over under or same. I would go over. Okay. And I think we're, we're going to be in a weird spot. Because we're gonna have we're no, we're notoriously slow starters. The Yankees stink in April. I always when say, their teams were good, they still stunk in April. When the weather gets hot, the basket off. Right, Yankees. that's that's usually how it goes. I would not be shocked if they are four, five, six games out of first place by June, and then all of a sudden Brian Cashman makes a call and he goes, "Hey, listen, Oakland, you got guys we want. We want Sonny Gray. We want Ryan Madsen." He might go elsewhere. He might go he might go out and get us a two or three starter. You don't yeah. know that. But I look at this team right now and I, I, I think we're very comparable to where the Kansas City Royals were a couple years ago. I don't think we're quite the Cubs, but I think one to nine, everybody in the lineup can hit. I don't think we have a three hundred hitter, but I think we got nine guys who could hit somewhere between two forty and two eighty. Which is a luxury that I don't think many other teams have because finding bats has become increasingly harder to do. You know, now we're, we're living in an age where it seems like everybody's got pitching except us, right? Well, so We're not going to be the Cubs if we're on a Brian or a Rizzo right. or a Schwarber. But I, like the, I kind of like the Kansas City. I like the uh, Royals comparison a lot because the Royals, they, they contended for three years, but their pitching staff wasn't never the greatest. It was very patchwork. Neither was their manager. They had a bullpen. Right. They had an electric bullpen. We were talking bullpen. about that George Girardi. We had a, they had a deep bullpen. A, whole for that. a deep bullpen with electric players in it that did their jobs what what do the Yankees have? They have a quality bullpen with everybody who does their jobs. Dylan Batanz has been an all-star the last couple of years. Roldis Chapman's one of the top five closers in the game. So they'll do their job. The bats will come around, I think. I don't think Judge and 
uh, I don't think not Josh. Excuse me. I don't think Bird and Sanchez are gonna gonna go into every series and hit two out of twenty six combined. That's just not gonna happen. They're gonna get going, and once they get going, the Yankees will get going. So I I tend to lean in the the camp that we're gonna kind of do a little bit of both. We might move Holiday, but I could totally see us going after two starter. So I say over eighty one wins. I'll say the final win total. I'll go a little higher. I'll go 86. I think they just missed wow. the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, that, foolish, yeah. That's fighting for a playoff spot. I think the one thing I want to say... Brian, but I think I think the kids here are quality. I really do. Brian Cashman has a lot of chips to play with. He does. So he can go either, he can go either way. I don't think he's not, not going to sell I think he's. I think he's going to do a little bit of both. I really do. And Cashman's ever I think he's going to go out and he's going to find the fit for a two-starter. We <laughs> five starters. <laughs> I know we need five starters. But I think going out there and getting like a two, a borderline like two guy, like a guy who could be... You know, be a three starter. I think it's possible. I think they have the trade chips to do it. All right, so well, I say eighty six. I think that might be slightly lofty, but I think it's possible. I'm going eighty to eighty two. The uh, the sports book has it at eighty three and a half, and I took the over heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, Mike has the over what's, heavy. What's the gambling man? So Mike has the over heavy. Oh, That's a little tease oh, into his over, under. final prediction with the over under. But I don't think it's fair to Yankee fans if I make the last prediction. So I'm going to do my little tidbit of information and, and prediction here. So you Yankee fans get what you deserve. A true Yankee guy in Mike Palmazano finishing us off. So I'm going to go now, and then you're going to bring us home. Is that, is that cool? It's a good idea. Good. I don't think it would be fair ideas if, I, guy. if I was the guy. who like, You know what I mean? All right. So my expectations for the Yankees this year. And I said this on a podcast maybe a week and a half ago. This is an exciting time. The most important thing for the Yankees and Yankees fans are not wins and losses. They're all these guys we talked about. From Sanchez to Bird to Judge to Fraser to Torres, even to getting Didi back healthy and playing like he did last year. And then finding a pitcher or two who maybe come through the works and become decent MLB pitchers. It's not about the wins and losses. I'm putting my number at 82. I'm actually putting it at 81 on the dot. I'm calling for a 500 season through and through. The Yankees are going to be chalk. Obviously, they'll go one or two either either way. I think that's very possible. They're going to contend. They're not going to be a laughing stock. They're going to be fun. They're going to be exciting. They have a lot of guys who you have a lot to look forward to. So, Yankee fans, this is my advice to as from a person who rooted for a team for years who has been in the situation of, hey, maybe this is our year where we can actually take off and come out of nowhere. That doesn't happen as much as you think. So take it for what it's worth. Be happy about the wins, but don't get too low about the losses because this year's not about W's and L's. It's about getting young guys going, getting them comfortable, and in a year, in two years, the Yankees truly can become a powerhouse in the MLB again. Boom. I feel me and you are in the same wavelength. I agree. I think Phil and I are pretty similar there. And that's like as unbiased as I possibly can be. I truly think the Yankee fans have an exciting year ahead, but it's not about wins and losses. Come down to the pitching for me. I'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Now, uh, Mike, I think, take us home. Yeah, I think that was well said. Well said, Pete. Um, so I have a little different take. Uh, as It's probably a little more optimistic, but I think it's the way they're going to go and the way it's going to happen. You're mentioning the young talent all at once, Phil, right? You have we're talking about now stop gaps and players we have to get rid of. I think the talent's there. I think when you you know I'm gonna list off. I just wrote it down. Judge Frazier, Austin Mason Williams are your probably your most ready outfield guys. Infield Torres Mateo. You have Bernard Sanchez up. You have Andujar. 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 Maybe Billy McKinley. Billy McKinley. <laughs> you got him from the Cubs. Yep. You know you have a lot of talent waiting just to get the shot. I think it's more finding the opportunities to. Get rid of the stopgaps and your Headleys and your Ellsberries and your Gardeners. Uh, that's not. It's easier said than done, and that's probably going to be the biggest challenge this year. The pitching, I don't think, could lead you there as is. So unless they make a move for pitching, whether trading Batances, which I think is going to be the move this year, I think they're going to look to trade Batances at the deadline because he's as old as Chapman. You just gave Chapman the big contract. Things are a little rocky between Randy Levine and, and Batances, as we saw from before the season. Um, I think when you saw Andrew Miller and Chapman last year, how how like dynamic a, start, a relief pitcher like that yeah. in playoffs is, you get that's probably your best return for the L- Batances. Look maybe for a team, you know, maybe like the Rangers, you know, who are right there. It's always the Rangers. How about the Mets? You know, you I lose him. 
Dylan Batances? <laughs> it depends what happens with Robert Robert Zellman for Dylan Batances. No, nah, I want to get Zellman. Stop that. Because Zellman's pretty good. I'll keep Dirty DeBron. Give, give me uh, <laughs> Batances for Harvey and Mets. <laughs> yeah, you got yourself a deal. Batances, <laughs> Ref Snyder for Mets. Honestly, I would, I would, I don't even want. Right? I don't even Snyder want. That's a solid. I don't even want Ref Snyder. Just give me a Batances for Mats. I might think about it. I, might think I, about I, need, I need Harvey too in that deal. <laughs> no, I, I need Harvey too in that deal. Get out of here! All right, keep going. Finish mm-hmm. off. Take um, the Yankees are going to live and die by the pitching, which I don't think is very good. And unless they trade for a Quintana or they trade for a Gray, um, uh, they're not going to go very far. You have to. You know, the, the season's going to be half a season. You'll find out by the All Star break what the Yankees are going to be doing. If they get off to a hot start, they get DD back. They get their power set to start hitting the home runs. They go play home baseball because last year they they would come home and they wouldn't take advantage of the right field porch. That's that's home park. That's that's their yard. To mm-hmm. to quote uh, a wrestler that we don't like right now, Corey. We don't like uh, him right now. <clears throat> it's another. That's what we should start doing too. Podcast about that. You gotta take advantage of home field that's advantage. That's that's why they call it the advantage. And unless they do that, they're not going to go far. My prediction for the Yankees is they're going to be at 85 wins. They're going to hit the wild card. They're going to be the top five team in the league. Wow. I think they're going to make a move for a pitcher. I think they're going to trade Batanzas and move Severino into the setup man role because that's where he's going to fall. You might have to make a quick call-up. It might have to be Sheffield. It might have to be Tate. T- you know, Tate. It, it might have to be uh, – who knows? Maybe Warren's got to go to the who, – who, someone's got to pitch. You can't – four starters – I can't get over it. It's four starters. That's I, they're gonna fix the pitching. They, they they just they're gonna settle for a month of baseball with four. It's, it's I use Yahoo happen. the Yahoo app. So like you go to the roster for each team. It goes SP one, SP two, three, four, five, RP. Go start lineup. Go to Yankees. SP one, two, three, four. That's it. And That's like, it. Like it's how crazy is that? So I have another um, match view Patantis, the Red Sox. They wouldn't. You wouldn't trade. You don't trade to the Mets. I know. And you I don't know. Trade the Red saying, Sox. They, I, don't, I don't care if they can use that bullpen help. I don't care if they use Ted Williams Jr. I'm not trading. I'm, I'm just saying that would be a good match for Patantis. I may be biased because I'm a Yankee fan and I and I took the over on Vegas, but 80, I, I can tell a little bit. 85 wins uh, with a couple moves and you got to get lucky. This is a, that, that that's a that's contingent. My prediction contingent on getting lucky with health and pitching coming around and trading for a, an arm. That's the way I think the season will go. That's the way I think Cashman will do it. Um, and we'll, we'll see. You know, hopefully I, I could look on this little SBNY report card in, in June and I could put uh, Mike's prediction in, in April. A, a plus 10 out of 10. Like, we'll see. <laughs> before, we'll see. Before we get into that one, two things. One, I like Sonny Gray from the Yankees. That's a very interesting case. Two, just a quick roundabout. Joe Girardi, is he, he, he going to be signed next year? I feel like it's outstanding, yes, but there are talks people don't like him. You, you can't, can you name I don't think Girardi's the problem. Yeah. I think, he makes, I think if he was the problem, I would want him Can you name five better managers than Joe exactly. Girardi? Who right replace him? No, I don't yeah. think so. Can you name... Probably. You think you name five better than Joe Girardi? I think I, I think I could... I mean, it's all arguable. It's all, uh, like, right. something that I you know, have to... I think who are you going to replace him with? Like, right. That's what that, I'm saying. That's, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, can you get rid of Girardi and say, okay... These five major league managers are better than him. So can you get them? Available, yeah. You know, Joe like, Madden, Farrell, Francona. Francona. That's it's like four if, right if, there. <laughs> maybe Sosha, maybe. maybe He's been, I would call uh, Sosha, but the Angels. No, Sosha, right. Okay, so so those are four. Can you name, can you name like another two? Oh, that, I, you know, I, I agree. I agree. Oh, so, yeah. Joe Buck. Clint Hurdle. Joe Buck. I like Hurdle. Oh, Buck. Not Joe Buck. I, 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 I have Buck, no Joe Buck is <laughs> I was like, the announcer? Buck Showalter. Sorry. Buck Showalter. I would take Buck Showalter. Joe Buck Showalter. I don't know. What's so great about Buck Showalter? He puts a team in the, yeah, he in is, the playoff he, hunt every he's, year. He's never won. He never wins. Yeah, but he he's never had been. a great team on the on the Orioles. And he puts them in the playoff Girardi hunt. Girardi is year. top 10. Well, this this is all a debate for a different day. We've been getting pretty long. Girardi will be back next year? Girardi, yeah. of course he'll be back. Like I said, he's... When I look at the Yankees right now, as much as I want to, to, to yell at Joe Girardi, sometimes he's not the problem. And you're, you only get canned in New York if you're the problem, or you're like Joe Torre and your time just came He up. manages a right. bullpen like no else. He's right. unbelievable. Mind the Joe. And that's, wh- right. that's why we have the best bullpens. Correct. We, we complain about it. But I, I would say nine times out of give ten, me, give me he Bar- makes the correct give bullpen Give me Joe all, all the time. Can I take a hot take? Yeah. I think Terry Collins retired after this season. Where did that come from? I volunteer your court. What does that even mean? Where did you... This podcast is just like all over the place. back to the Mets. Is his contract up? No, he's really old. The Mets have one run in them. This is it. 
TMI Terry ain't done yet. Uh, I don't know. It depends. I, who's to say? I don't know where that even came from. <laughs> to be honest. Sh- oh, cripes. 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 Yeah. He's a, he's a weird guy. I love Terry. I'm a Mets fan. I'm going to say one thing, though, about uh, Mike, my man Mike over here, his prediction for the, for the Yankees. I think, even though you said you were on the optimistic side, I still think you were on the realistic side. And I'm saying this as a Mets fan who wants the Yankees to be competitive because there's nothing better for New York sports fans to have the Mets and Yankees both be competitive. You haven't seen a playoff. Both the playoffs. This, exactly. The Subway Series, six, when they play against each other, is so fun, especially when they're both good. And I just want the Mets to be a little better. I don't want the Yankees to be bad. I want them to be competitive. All I want is for, at the end of the year, the Mets to have a better record. Yeah. I don't care if the Yankees are I like the Mets bad. Too, I, just... I mean, I like when the Yankees lose, too. But I'm I saying I like, when they're, I like when they're competitive. I, want the I think Yankees you being realistic. I want the Yankees to have more wins than the Mets. I... Think it would have to take like a if if the Yankees have more wins than the Mets this year, you're seeing a, Terry Collins will not be the manager of the Mets next year. I think that's a much worse year for the Yankee for the Mets than it is. 100, percent which means the Yankees. Worst case scenario for you. Let, that means yeah. let's say the Yankees have 87 wins. I think the Mets, if the Mets don't break 90, I think that's a bad year. I think the Mets number is 87. If they're in the wild card game again, they lose. I think he's on. You got to go for the division. Yeah, if they're think, in the wild card. Yeah, obviously we got to go for the division. I'm saying like I, I think like. You get the wild card. You're in bad shape. There's too many good wild cards. You see Bumgarner again. I think Dodgers are the division again. You see Bumgarner, you'll see... Oh, Kershaw. Oh, Kershaw, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't want to see either of those two guys. But we have a long year ahead of us. Great stuff out of all my guys here today on the on the Yankees. And don't get too worked up over the first week or two, if you didn't learn that from us. It's a long season. It's a long season. And uh, can I just mention one thing quick before we end? Uh, we're going to have ourselves a Yankees-Mets report card. Oh, yeah. Which we're going to be constantly updating uh, week by week, month by month. We'll post pictures on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, you guys can't see it now, but it's literally a giant uh, report card. And Mutch is holding it right now, and he's pretty, pretty impressed with it. <laughs> well, the, the whole idea is we're called Battle of the Bases. Each week, we're going to say who won the week. So, if Yankees, talking about wins or losses, because if Wheeler, say Wheeler has a great start, that's a big for the Mets. They'll win that week. If the Yankees trade Patantis for another great prospect, Yankees will win that week. So, He's very subjective. Yeah, so that's the As idea. of right now, look at what uh, Matt Harvey did tonight. That's when this week. he went out and had a real quality start. DeGrom went six scoreless the other night. I uh, No offense to the Yankees or anything, but I, right now the Mets are having a pretty, pretty good week. Except the offense, and that pains uh, that me to say in this, this, uh, this battle of the bases thing. Yep. Of course, but we're going to have to take our uh, our team caps off when we do the battle of the bases. Right. And hopefully, we have to give we have to give each other honest grades. That's what it's going to come down to. Hopefully, you guys and we're going to we're going to provide you guys the best content possible. Of course, we're going to be covering baseball season hardcore or hardcore all year. But hopefully, you guys enjoyed the yeah. show. So if you liked it, leave us a rating and a review on iTunes and Google Play. You can find it by searching Sports Blog New York podcast because this is the Sports Blog New York podcast. Signing off for Pete Kennedy. Bill DeMaio. Joe Calabrese. Mike Palmasano. Hey, Mom. That's all we got for today. Hope you enjoyed the show.